following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, welcome everybody. How are you doing this morning? Boy, oh boy. Boy, we just came from, what was it, 22 below yesterday, Evan? Something like that? It was unequivocally brutal (laughs) yesterday. I was telling Jason before we went on the the air for his show that it just, this winter just feels worse. We had a mild winter last year, and no one did anything, I think, because of COVID restrictions and stuff. Right, right, right. And we've grown soft and weak, or at least I know I have. Oh, we hate that weakness. (laughs) uh, Yeah, exactly. You know, so this week I went out... I was I was gonna go out to pick up some food. I walked out my you know I bundled up. I walked out my door and I was just like nah. I, I made it about five steps and I went back inside and I ordered a pizza. I just was like I can't do it. And it, it was only it was only negative eight when I left. And yeah, yesterday I think we got to like negative fifteen or sixteen where I live. Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it it, it gets cold like that. And it kind of stifles everything. I'll. I, uh. It just kind of robs you of the will to, or not the will, but the the drive to do extra. Well, you, I don't think, I don't think until you actually go out in it that you fully appreciate, you know, what that is. Um, you, you went out to get the mail, and you know, you walk out the door from the heat, and you really don't feel it. And good lord, by the time I got back from the mail to the door. I think my I think my uh, my clothing was frozen solid. <laughs> it's so funny too about like the things that do bother us and don't bother us. I all the time when I let my dog out in the back, I'll go out in my wool socks and it doesn't bother me because you know my feet are just warm enough for the thirty seconds that I'm yep, out there, yep. and I'll go out in my t-shirt even when it's super cold because that knowledge of well i'm going to be back in the warm right, you know right. no time at all it's not a big deal you know you go back inside and you're like dang it is cold but it's not <laughs> it's not the same as that knowledge of well i'm going to climb into my car yes. and it's not going to blow heat at me for the first like 2 minutes of the drive and i'm going to be you know sitting on that cold leather seat until it warms up that kind of thing is like <sighs> it's just that mentality of knowing oh boy this is the start of being cold not you're only going to be cold for a little bit while you grab the mail, and then you're going to be fine. It's that it's that psychosomatic stuff that's in there. Well, I think people get themselves into trouble because they don't imagine that anything can go wrong with their cars either. I grew up in oh, Crookston, Minnesota, and that's flat farmland as far as you can see. So when there's a snowstorm, it's a whiteout. I mean, literally, there have been people who've gone down their gravel road to get their mail and literally have crawled back by by grasping the sod on the side of the road to find their way back to the house. That exact same sort of thing happened to my grandma. Um, She used to live in North Carolina. Uh, She actually passed away this last year, but she lived um, in rural North Carolina, and she lived on the top of, like, not a mountain, but a large hill in the Appalachian area, and she went down to get her mail, and she slipped and fell, and she had to crawl all the way back up because she didn't have a cell phone, and... It's whiteout conditions, you know, like when it snows there, there's no clearance that happens. It just you wait for it to melt because it's a different environment. Yep. 
And so it was just a matter of I've got to figure out how to get up this hill and where my house is because disorientation happens. It's wild. It's a well, different I, world. I don't, I don't think it is a different world. I don't think you can appreciate it until you until you see it. And in that part of the country, we were what sixty miles from the Canadian border. In that part of the country, it gets significantly colder than here. I oh mean, yeah, it's next level. I mean, you drive. You, just as an example, you drive from Twin City area to Alexandria, which isn't even halfway there. And you get out of your car to get gasoline, and you already know, whoa, it is colder here than where I came from. So people drive around with parkas and sleeping bags and survival gear, gear you know, uh, packed in their trunks because they all know that if if your car dies somewhere, <laughs> ain't going to be anybody coming to get you anytime soon, and you need to be prepared for that. Yeah, car protects you from the wind, but yeah. not much else. Yeah, right. Well, today, our show is what I think is a pretty intriguing topic, and that is leveraging character flaws and using those character flaws to succeed or attain the success that you're looking for. I think that all too often, uh, people see those character flaws as negative things in that oftentimes... Somebody seemingly is arrogant and look oftentimes when you when you come across someone who is overtly arrogant more often than not you're dealing with somebody who certainly does have some form of character flaw and many times we're talking about somebody who's insecure and so as a result they they project outwardly to try to overcome or try to get people to believe that they don't have that insecurity. But there's more to it than that. Uh, there is certainly the sense of self that I'm really referring to here. And, and, and that's a good thing. But being somewhat insecure and leveraging that character flaw of insecurity that drives you to do more is not necessarily a bad thing. As a matter of fact, if you take that away from people, often you they may lose their drive to succeed. So it has been my experience that I have always been somewhat drawn to people whom others will say are self-centered, arrogant. Uh, and, and I often look at that and say, that person just has a lot of drive. And I mean, look, you know, if you're let's imagine you're dealing with somebody who is in a particular area and they're in the top 10 in the world in this thing. Well, if somebody is entirely secure with themselves, they may not have the drive to say, I want to be number one. But what is it that makes a person who is at that same station in life? They are successful, obviously, and yet they look upon that as menial and they have to be number one. You know, there's another thing to this, too. And, you know, this is a topic that always interests me is the paradox of imposter syndrome. I'm sure you're familiar with the idea of imposter syndrome where it's like you feel even though you have all these accolades and stuff you still don't feel that you're qualified, right? It's a different type of insecurity than what you're talking about, but it's still related because you'll see professional athletes talk about this. You know, they've, they've made it. They're the quarterback of an NFL team, 
and they still will have that imposter syndrome. Do I really deserve to be here? Right. Am right. I really? Am I really one of the top thirty-two quarterbacks on the face of the earth? I don't think so. It's almost as though one. Per, one it's an alter ego syndrome. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's 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 this uh, infectious self doubt that I think that everyone at some point has suffered some amount of. Where you think, well, there are people probably more deserving of this than me. I, I think you're. I think you're entirely right. I think everyone does uh, at some level, certainly more or less. But I certainly think that everyone does. And and the the whole point, I guess, in in saying this, is that so often we want to beat ourselves up, and in many cases, the very things that people might say negatively about us are the things that drive us. And so we, you know, we don't want to uh, stifle that. We simply want to acknowledge it and control it. Uh, you know that there's a there's an interesting paradigm as well, and that is that when you are ambitious and when you do have a strong sense of self. In other words, I believe I can do this. I mean, who are you to think you can do this? I believe I can do this. If anybody else can do it, why not me? I mean, that's a strong sense of self. Well, to anyone else who doesn't have that, that person is going to appear arrogant to them. It's just natural. And, you know, you can't let that stop you. You cannot let that stop you. Certainly, you don't want to be perceived as an arrogant, you know, SOB. Anybody understands that. And look, we don't want, we don't, nobody succeeds in life on their own. So we most assuredly don't want to be off putting to others. But on the flip side, when you have this strong sense of self, when you have this strong desire and drive, you are going to intimidate people. And those people are going to perceive you as being arrogant. And so I guess when you think about that, folks, you've really got to be able to temper the way that you conduct yourself without eliminating that within yourself. Because you must have that. Show me anybody who is really successful, and I'll show you somebody who has an ego and has a strong sense of themselves. Where that is Developed. Maybe that's an interesting place uh, to to take this conversation. But without that, you don't succeed. And so my my reason for bringing this up is because so often we do uh, we do come across people who are like that. And, you know, it, it really bears uh, a time to sit and and discover where is that coming from and how can they harness that to be more successful and if that's you if that represents you and you struggle with this i mean i certainly did when i was young and i I, i'll tell you that i had an unbridled need to succeed and and that's different than i hope to i had an unbridled need to succeed and and it it manifested itself in positive and negative ways as I progressed through my life. And I I realized that I had to have conversations with one group of people that were different than the conversation I had with another group of people. And so if you are managing a group, if you are a leader within an organization, you must be able to to understand the dichotomy of what you say to this group and what you say to that group and maybe even what you say to yourself. Uh, because it is nonetheless true or not in some cases off-putting to other people. Do you find that as well, Evan? Well, absolutely. I think, you know, I, I work in a sales environment. 
I'm an insurance agent, and communicating with people is all about understanding what manner they're best communicated to. And if 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 your approach to everything is always the same, there's definitely going to be people that you don't actually communicate with. You talk to them, and they talk to you, but no one's really connecting. And then afterwards, they kind of go, man, that insurance agent was kind of... Kind of arrogant or right, or, right. or kind of a nerd or whatever. You know, it, it's not just that you can be too arrogant. It's that you can be too far on the other side. Right. I didn't really like him. He didn't seem like he wanted the sale. Right. You know, how many times have you seen that criticism of a salesperson where it's like, he didn't really make the ask. I, You know, I want to work with someone who really, you know, values my business. Well, you know, you know you're, you're in an environment that that fosters that. Um, because look, if you don't know somebody, to to Evan's point, it's very easy to to have have a bit of negative uh, about them. Because hey, you know they they probably have this benefit or that benefit, or they don't realize what I'm going through and that kind of thing. Until you talk to somebody, you can very easily see that. But back to the notion that the environment fosters this. Look, when you're in my the financial planning business, the insurance business, the mortgage business, the real estate business. Any of those businesses, I'll tell you what, you go into a main office and you're going to see production that's either hung on the wall for all to see or it's on the computer program the minute you open up your, your, your computer. And that is to basically create competition amongst each other. What did you do last week? What did you do last month? What have you done year to date? And everybody knows all the time. Now, if that doesn't foster a competitive situation, I don't know what is. Well, if you got somebody who is continually number one, and you do tend to find that that, that people, uh, certain people are at the top of the scale all the time. Well, the question is, are those people arrogant? Are they? Maybe they are. I don't know. I mean, that's an individual thing, right? Yeah. And, you and, know, and, Jason. Jason's a great example of this. Jason is an amazing, outrageously successful real estate agent. Does a lot of sales, manages his own, own team. I would never call Jason arrogant. Exactly. The and, guy's got a lot of grace. Mike is too. And Mike is too. Mike is another great example yeah. of this. But on the other hand, I've met plenty of very successful real estate agents that I think are incredibly arrogant about it. They, there's there's all kinds of yeah. this. And success is not the deterministic factor there. It is it is absolutely a secondary piece. You know, it there those are perfect examples, Evan, because here's the thing about both Mike and Jason ferociously competitive oh yeah absolutely both of them and so they have all the attributes that i'm talking about here both mike and uh jason have very strong senses sense of themselves they're strong they're not they don't need to prove themselves because i think on some level they already do but yet internally they're competitive they're they're the racehorses if you run alongside them they're they're going to immediately run up run up they they can't they can't not be competitive. And that's the other thing, too. I, I think that part of being that competitive nature, again, speaking about Jason and Mike, you know, a lot of people will hear our show and they'll think, well, this guy's, you know, he's got a paid program and, you know, he's on the radio and, you know, he doesn't really need my business. I, I live in a house that's only worth, yeah. insert a number of dollars. You think, oh, he's a big wig. He, he probably only deals with million dollar homes and stuff. No sale is too big. No sale is too small. They want it all. You know, these are, these are guys that want all the business that they can do, right? Yeah. 
You know, you look at the hot listings for the show, and there's everything from outstate rural properties that are very small. You know, like there's the one that's the converted church right now. You know, it's listed for I think 120 ish. It's a relatively speaking a small sale, all the way up to the you know several million dollar home on the shores of the lake down by Red Wing. You know, right, right. it does not matter. He's got tools to serve all clients, and he is ready to go. And that's that competitive nature. I think someone who is actually arrogant would be declining that business. Yeah, and, and, and so. Know, is it really worth the commission on that only ninety thousand dollar home? I'll just pass that off. Well, you know, you, you but you bring up a point that that is really at the heart of why I wanted to do this show, and that was okay, leveraging your character flaws, but using them to to uh, help you succeed. And so, when you brought up the the person as an example who says, "Well, you know, there's not enough zeros behind my home, my asset." That, it, that I wouldn't be a good candidate. That is something that you do to yourself mentally, and that speaks to this very point. Do you have a strong enough sense of yourself? You know, the fact that you live in a lesser home has no bearing on you, and you shouldn't diminish yourself in that way. And, and I mean, that maybe that's a poor example, but it's something that people are doing to themselves all day, every day. And it's not just financial stuff. To be 100% right. clear, this isn't... You don't mean it's not just your house. It's not the car you drive. It's not the clothes you wear or any of that kind of stuff. It may be those things for it's, you. You're right. It's just But it examples. could be anything. Right. It, it could literally be the behavior of your kids versus someone else. Right. Where you start diminishing your own position of, well, you know, my kids are ill-behaved, so I don't, I don't deserve to be compared to these other parents or whatever. It can, it can describe any aspect of a person's life. It's not just just self-success it's self-worth right and so much of that has to do with your capabilities the the things that you've experienced in your life and whether or not you have found a way to overcome the challenges that you have because overcoming challenges is the thing that builds your your self-confidence and your healthy self-esteem we're going to take a break here and if you enjoy this topic, and I can't imagine, I just really do think it's intriguing, uh, then come on back and we will continue this conversation about how to leverage your character flaws and turn them into success. That is lemons into lemonade. We'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. They're professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. 
Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at jasonwalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out jasonwalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So, back to the topic, the topic being leveraging your character flaws and using them, uh, tempering those things, but nevertheless using them to drive you towards your goals and your objectives. And so the question is, what is it? What are yours? What what drive you? What make you? What are the things that make you want to succeed? Is it maybe it's not character flaws? Maybe it's your maybe it's your kids, maybe it's just your competitive nature. But on some level, might actually manifest itself somewhat into those those overly overly desirous uh, aspects that you just must succeed. Um, but whatever it is, see the point is is that. You can use that. You can actually use it. So to identify it uh, and call it out within yourself isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's sometimes not an easy thing to do. Self-analyzation you know, is not an easy thing. We're not taught introspection in this culture. Right. I think that that's not something that's natural to a lot of people to really inquire about the nature of the self right right and and yet like way too deep into it right right and and yet though that is in effect self-actualization because when you're able to do that and when you're able to be okay with that 
then that in and of itself ha- is going to create some level of self-confidence. And to actualize oneself, to actually feel like you are here for a reason, that you are a meaningful individual to the people around you, to society in general, all of those things are things that make one happy with with your life and 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 fulfill and contentment. All of those things occur as a result of, of self-actualization. So the very things that might scare you, introspection, might actually be some of the things that will en- enhance your growth. Nevertheless, what are those things that drive you? Identify them. And recognize that that's not a bad thing. It doesn't make you less than because we all have them. But nevertheless, if they're there, uh, not unlike what Evan illustrated or elucidated earlier, which is that you've got professional athletes who are enormously successful, who have accolades that they can point to. Yet when they're out there on that playing field, it's almost like. It's not really them. And when you catch them alone, it's like this is a different person because they haven't fully embraced that alter ego, as I've described. So there are ways. And and, and by the way, what I'm actually what I just described there, that's probably a really good thing. Because isn't it wonderful to find somebody that you know is ultra, hyper-competitive, absolutely achieves the goals that many of us dream of, and yet when you meet with them, It's almost off-putting in the sense that they're such a nice person that it doesn't really make sense. Isn't that something? So it's not a bad thing is the point. And if you look at those things and you determine how you can harness those qualities within yourself, then you can succeed. Now, I'll just speak for myself because the Lord knows I can't speak for anybody else. But I, when I was early in my career, I determined or I figured out that being the person who does seminars and is the, the guy or gal in front of the room has its own value in terms of creating credibility and actually for me creating business because that was, I was driven because I had, you know, a wife with cancer, a little boy with cerebral palsy and I had a, a mountain of medical bills and I had to succeed. I had to make money and the, you know, the, the, the notion that I wouldn't succeed wasn't on my horizon at all. So it's because failure was not an option. That's for you. right. And, and I and you know what? I had made that decision. I had made that decision, and I'm not sure how that happened. And we will we'll talk about that a little bit. But I remember I was to go I was to go on stage and speak, and I had won uh, some awards in my field. And there was a there was a guest speaker who I suspect was a highly paid guest speaker. And I was talking before I went on stage with a, a handful of people, maybe three, four, five people. And whatever it was that I was saying, I'm not certain of what it was, but it must have struck a tone with someone else who said to me, who do you think you are? Do you think you're that person? Meaning the person who was up there getting a standing ovation. And I was almost... Uh, shocked by the question. I was taken back by it. And I said, well, of course, anything that they can do, I can do. And I didn't mean that uh, out of spite. I just, it was just, in my mind, a matter of fact. You know, it's it's funny, you know, you, you say that. And depending on the person on the other side of that exchange, they would either see that as you being diminishing towards that person up there. Because they think so little of you, right? And they're going, "Oh, well, he's just saying that the guy up on stage right now doesn't deserve to be there any more than him because he's just some schmuck." Or 
they think that you're self-aggrandizing. Exactly. Which, to a degree, you were, but you're also absolutely right. Right. Because, sure, we all have differences in opportunity. We have differences in background and resources and all that stuff. But ultimately speaking, we have the same set of tools as human beings as pretty much anyone else. Sometimes we have different difficulties that we face. I know that you you have faced a lot of difficulty in your life, Todd. But like the idea of the idea of acquiescing to that and just saying, "Well, what can I do? There's all this difficulty in front of me. Obviously, these other people are just better." Seems right. really self defeating. Right, right. And I mean, at some point in your life, you have to make that decision. And so, that said. If you don't believe in yourself, trust me, nobody else does. And that's, you know, I, I when I was uh, uh, a young young man, I don't know, maybe 12, 13 years old, I, I was a boxer. And, you know, that's a sport where, if you're not familiar with it, the goal is to knock the other opponent unconscious. And also to not get knocked unconscious yourself. <laughs> exactly. Defense is important. Keep the gloves exactly. up. Exactly. And so to walk into that ring and know that that is what you're walking into, that in and of itself takes quite a bit of self-confidence. But the point is, if you don't walk into that ring believing that you're going to win, then you're defeated before the before it even begins. Oh, and, yeah. that ha- th- That's absolutely true. And that's, and that's the point about everything that you do in life. You've got to begin with the end in mind. You've got to believe that you can win. You've got to believe. And, and, and yet, as much as you might detest failure, you don't allow failure to stop you. So what are the things in you that will drive you to do things like that? What are the things that would, that would put you in that ring, in whatever ring that happens to be for you? And what are the things behind that that give you the confidence and the belief that say you can do it? Now, my belief is that prior Leading up to those instances, you have had small victories along the way. You have been met with challenges, and rather than, as as Evan has just said, put your hands up and say, well, just not for me, can't do it, give up, quit, you didn't do that. You pressed forward. You ground that thing out, and one way or another, by goodness, you overcame it. Well, the more times that you do that, leading up to your next challenge, the more likely you are to anticipate success. And likewise, sadly, the more times that you've not done that, the more likely you are not to have success and to walk away and give up and quit before you've even determined what you're capable of. And the one thing you must recognize, the main thing that I learned in the military is that we are all so much more capable than we think. Oh, that's definitely true. I mean, let's go back to boxing for a second, because I, I, I think that there's a really way to illustrate this point. Rocky. The American classic boxing movie. If Rocky was about a guy who said, well, I'm just going to get beaten. Like, you wouldn't be rooting for him. No one would believe he could win. You know, there are people in that movie that go, Rocky, you're going to get your butt kicked. You know, like that. The underdog syndrome here. Absolutely. And in the first movie, he does lose. But he goes into that ring believing and knowing he can win. That's the point. You know that the odds are against him. Uh, Apollo Creed is this behemoth compared to him. Longer reach. It's an unfair matchup. Sylvester Stallone is not the tallest guy in the world, and it's a pretty clear, you know, when you're looking at the camera work, they're working hard to make it look more even than it really would be. And yet, Rocky believes he can win. Rocky knows he can win. Rocky believes 
wants to believe he will win, and he goes the distance. That's the whole point of the first film. He doesn't win that fight. He loses in judge decision. That's what we all see in ourselves. But he has to, he has to be willing to say, of course, of course I can do this. If he can win, I can win. Everybody believes that it's a waste of time, and he's the one and only person who believes he can do it. Right, and and there are people listening right now, I'm sure, who would go, well, yeah, that's because Rocky's arrogant. <laughs> and that's like, that is the exact opposite takeaway. Well, that's the here. point that I make. Yeah. I mean, who do you think you are? Yeah, exactly, that's what I mean. There, right? are, are you saying that Apollo Creed isn't a very good fighter? Yeah. No, no, that's the exact opposite takeaway to have. It It is... Yes, there are things that are stacked against Rocky in that movie. Do for not, sure. Do we not all confront this in our daily lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. But ultimately speaking, once you're in the ring, once you're in competition with yourself, with other people, ultimately your limits are defined only by what limits you place on yourself. Which brings up a point about competition, doesn't it? It brings out more within you. If oh, yeah. You, if you want to get good at something, you can toil individually in the shadows, in the corner, by yourself. But when you have to put yourself out there against another human being, it brings more out of you. And that is why it's a good thing. So for all the people who say, I don't compete, you're never going to reach your potential because you need to compete. You need to put yourself out there. And that, and that fear, which you'll still have, you'll still have. But if you can engender within yourself the courage to go out and actually compete, even though you know you may lose, and you hate losing, but you will get out there and not let fear stop you, well, then you're going to become more and you're going to succeed. You have to be willing to lose, but know that you can win. That's right. And this is why this this conversation is, on some level, a metaphor for how to raise children. And so often you hear me talk on this on this show about the fact that challenges, struggles and challenges are gifts from God, because now let's see what you do with this, because we know that it makes you more. Well, when you when you don't allow your kids, you sweep in to help them continuously. You rob them of that opportunity to build their own healthy self-esteem, which undoubtedly is going to aid them in their future lives. We're going to take another break here, and we will be back talking about a topic that I think, whether you've thought about it before or not, it is enormously intriguing. And the notion that one should put their ego in the back seat and, and not, you know, have such a strong sense of yourself, I think is actually an incorrect way to look at things. I think it's okay. In fact, if anything, you want to build and grow a healthy, healthy self-esteem and internal confidence and self of, uh, sense of oneself. But that doesn't mean that you're an arrogant, you know what? Uh, it just means that you have that within you and you know how to use it to drive you to your goals. We'll be right back. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. 
Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a completely of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. 
As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to SMA2DAY.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> so, the topic, the topic, leveraging your character flaws to drive yourself to succeed more so than you otherwise would, which is always the goal, inevitably. So there are ways that you, wherever you are in your life, whatever station or life path, how far down the road you are or are not, or just if you're going to try to accomplish this with your kids, there are certain ways to do that. One of the telltale signs that you're not controlling your your insecurities is when you, and, and you may see this in yourself, you may see this in other people, but I mean, it's an obvious thing that if we want to progress quickly, then our real goal is to learn from other people, and oftentimes that means other people's failures, uh, so that you don't make the same mistakes yourself, right? But so often you'll hear people say, "I have to make those mistakes for for you know for it to be meaningful for me." And it certainly, God, I hate that so much. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. And we all have it, and we all have it. But you know, if you find yourself listening to someone who is of some level of authority, experience, uh, has has is learned in their field and has and has attained a higher station than you are, and if they're talking and you find yourself simply waiting for a break in that conversation so that you can say something to show yourself to be on an equal or or uh, impressive level, you're probably not listening to the things that you should be listening to that are the very things that will allow you to progress and succeed more quickly. And that is a, a, a standard thing that you try to avoid if you can. Being a good listener is one of the most powerful things that you can do in terms of your success. And oftentimes your insecurities rob you of that. And it's, so it's literally the only reason I am where I am in my life. Tell me. No, I mean, I, I mean this in all seriousness. That, I mean, it's my whole job here and it's my whole job in sales is to actually listen to the person on the other side of the conversation. I know that that sounds like a really kind of like wooey kind of thing to say. Right. But like I'm sitting here and you're talking about, well, you know, if you just if you're just butting in to show that you're on equal footing, yeah. it's like, let me be clear. 
Todd is significantly more successful than I am. <laughs> it's true. And there's there's many different factors to well, it. Well, I'm older. <laughs> I, exactly. And I was going to say, starting with the fact that you started your career well before I was born. And it has continued to be mostly successful. We've talked about your failures in the past. For sure. You know, you're talking about learning from other people's mistakes. I mean, that starts with learning from your parents' mistakes. Right, right. If you aren't willing to look at your parents and say, well, I'm going to do better than them, right? Yep. That's That's got to be your goal as a kid. Well, it's an interesting at, thing because I had a very hard time listening to my father. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's true, too. But the thing is, is I was going to say... When you're talking, when you know, it's like I hate when people say, "Well, I got to make mistakes for myself." The other thing too, you know, I've gotten advice from you. I've gotten advice from Jason. I've gotten a lot of advice from a lot of people. And the truth is that a lot of people also give really bad advice. <laughs> you know, they'll tell you about their failures, and that's the best advice you can get because the things that have worked and have been successful may not be successful anymore. You know, right. the things that. When Jason started in the real estate business in the late 90s, it was a very different landscape. And some of that stuff, you know, you got to call people, you got to be out there. That's always going to be true in sales. But some of the things that he did, like I know from talking to him, one of the things that he did was literally just like going through the phone book. That's not really the, the type of scenario that works anymore. Right. People screen calls. Right. There aren't phone books that right. are accurate anymore. You know, like the things that worked for someone in the past might not work for you. But the things that didn't work for them probably won't. You can rely on that. Well, and, and, and for all of us, folks, uh, as much as we, we, we appreciate and enjoy our successes, we very frankly don't learn nearly as much as the excruciating failures or defeats that we have oh yeah and 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 sorry I i don't mean to cut you off but there's this other piece to it too it's easier with a little bit of distance to understand why someone else fails sometimes people they have answers for why they failed at something that aren't complete and you know maybe you'll never really know but when you're looking at it from the outside without that closeness to failure you can draw some really, really powerful lessons that maybe the person that actually failed is never able to fully draw because of that lack of introspection. That is so true, and the very insecurities that I described that cause you to wait for a break in conversation so that you can say something that is, you know, astounding. Well, the very same thing is what stops you from asking someone else to give you advice or or actually taking that advice in any way. Because obviously, if if if, if they know it, you would have already known it, right? I mean, if you ever try to take oh, advice from a younger sibling, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, if they know it, I already know it. What could they tell me that I don't already know? I mean, we all have this on some level. And it's interesting that when you talk to someone... Um, you can tell if they're gauging themselves against you. They're sitting there listening, and all they're doing is gauging themselves against you to determine whether or not you have anything worth listening to. And that, in and of itself, is problematic to your own personal growth. Isn't that isn't that true? So true with family, though. You know, you're talking about younger siblings. I think it's everybody. There's there's a certain amount of professional dismissiveness when you when you are close friends with or related to someone where you diminish their professional acumen because you know them on a personal level. I, I know I've run into this in the insurance business with my family and stuff, where it's like, eh, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. He's just my little brother or whatever. And then eventually something happens, and you can walk them through how subrogation works or whatever. And they go, 
oh yeah, you do do this stuff or whatever. And I'm sure, I'm sure that you've seen this many, many times in the financial field. <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> this is a, this is a, 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 a truthful uh, portrayal of things, and I, I'm reluctant to even say it, but it absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely is true. Uh, I will go into grocery stores and, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot, and I'll have people say, I know you. And I'll go, huh? Really? And they'll say, keep talking. And they'll go, oh, yeah, my wife and I or my husband and I listen to you every Saturday morning. And I'm just so gratified by hearing that. But here's the interesting point to this. My brother and sister will never listen to me on the radio. Why would they? Right? I have no interest in hearing what he has to say. I'm telling you, we all have that on some level. I'm telling you. And, and you know, it just is what it is, I guess. But if you're trying to progress in a field, you really need to open yourself up, listen to other people, and try to learn from their mistakes, and try to really temper that. And so that's the point about using your ego to succeed, but then knowing, acknowledging it, and, and, you, and, and being able to control it in so much as you can progress and enjoy the benefits of the success, but don't let it hinder your progress. And that's really the point that I'm trying to make. So let's take another break here. We'll be right back talking about how to Harness your self-confidence, your innate self-confidence to drive success. And we will, when we come back, talk about some of the things you can do to build that within yourself. And if you have children, within them as well. We'll be right back. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a time 
timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a complete list of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> As usual, Evan and I were talking about some uh, interesting content that, that uh, was probably better left for the show. Yeah, that, you know, it happens. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the bonus content. Yeah. It's just for us. It's yeah. special stuff. And, and I was, you know, I was saying there, there as you find, I, I had approached people in the past that I felt were really successful. I actually anticipated that there was going to be probably a strong level of arrogance, but I wanted to learn from them nonetheless. And I encountered just the opposite. Uh, humble, low-key demeanor, more than willing to help me and give me advice. And I was just kind of taken by that. And I, I thought to myself, how do they navigate that, those two components within themselves, that obvious dichotomy of difference? Difference, and yet continue to be uh, goal-oriented and, su- and succeeding. Uh, I also, when I was uh, m- much younger, shortly out of the military, I, I managed a-, a gym while I was going to school, and I, I uh, was in bodybuilding and powerlifting, and I was a pretty big guy at the time. I'm only five foot seven, and I'm, I'm, I'm weighing over 200 pounds. And I would encounter guys that were much taller than me, much bigger than me, and I was always taken by the fact that here's this guy who weighs 290 pounds of rock hard, solid muscle. He's, you know, six inches taller than me. And this guy has got such a pleasant demeanor, speaks softly, so humble. And I thought, wow, wow. And and I felt like that was, to me, I was like the small dog syndrome. <laughs> so, so, yeah. And, and here's, here's my theory. And and I'm just kind of working on it right now, so don't hold me to it. But true confidence is humility. And, and you know, we were talking confidence and arrogance are two completely separate things. Someone who's not successful can be very arrogant. Right. I would say of the three people that are on Minnesota Home Talk, I'm probably the most arrogant person, and I'm certainly, <laughs> certainly the least successful of the three of us. Absolutely. And, and... When when you're talking about these guys who are just mountains, you know, they're bigger than you, yeah. they're confident. Yeah. They don't need to be arrogant. They're not threatened by by anything. You know what I mean? They they have reached they have reached their point. And that's true of people in business too. The people who are truly confident in their success, if you go to them and you ask for advice, they'll of course give it. Because why would they be threatened by someone else entering their field? Right. Why why would they it's not that they don't care. They're excited to share their knowledge. I know that you you love to give advice and help other people, you know, build their financial acumen. Yep. Whether it's business related or personal related, it's not just your job. It is clearly your passion, as evidenced by you doing this radio show for 
quite a long time. Right. And that that comes from the the humility that comes from knowing that you're successful in this field. And when people come to you, yeah, it gives you gratification and blah, blah, blah. That's totally true. But there's that other piece of it where it's, yeah, of course you can come to me because I've made it. I think that's so true because I, I think also within that, it, it opens you up to to introspection as well. Exactly. And when you're younger, you have a harder time with that. You just do. I mean, I can look at my son, who I love dearly, but I know that that he, he, like a lot of young people, he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder, and it's harder for him to do it. And and I don't begrudge him for that, because I had the same problem. I had the same challenge. And it isn't that I don't still, on some level. It's just not as profound. When When you aren't, when you don't feel that you've had your success yet, you still have something to prove. Right. Right. I mean, maybe and that's I'm, not a bad thing. Right. It's not. It's not a bad thing. Right. That's what we're talking about. Right. That feeling of wanting to prove yourself absolutely gives a person drive. Yep. And that's. I mean, that's got to be a big part of the reason that younger professionals tend to be willing to work more hours yep. and so on because they need to prove that they can be successful. That's it. And that's fine. That's right. It's just recognizing that that's that can be a double edged sword on the rest of your life. And you need to balance professional success with, you know, personal fulfillment. And you need to be aware of all of it. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. You guys have the seeds of greatness. Never forget, you are more than you think you are. Have that confidence and let that drive you. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. 
plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.